If adventure is your middle name, this is the tour for you. All right, you junior space rangers, listen up. Green Squadron will retrieve the power cells, while the rest of you concentrate on those robots. Welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I'm your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 139 for the week of October 4th, 2009. Thank you for tuning in once again. There's some exciting and interesting news coming from Walt Disney World this week, starting with two big ways for you to not only save on an upcoming vacation, but even get into the parks for free, all the while while feeling good about doing it. We'll also look at how Disney is moving forward online before looking at two trains, one that's slow and relaxing and one that may be coming that's quite the opposite. This past weekend in Walt Disney World was fun and exciting for many, as guests from around the world came to participate in one or more special events. In this week's roundtable, We'll look at the WDW Radio private event at the Adventurers Club, our walk around and review of Epcot's International Food and Wine Festival, the Expedition Everest Challenge, and so much more. Stay tuned to the end of the segment for a new contest where you can win a limited edition giveaway from the Adventurers Club filled with goodies. And as a bonus this week, I'm also including a number of new videos featuring my interview with Gary Vaynerchuk about trying wines at the festival, as well as a two-part video chronicling our walk around World Showcase and live review of the kiosks and events. I'll announce the date and location for our next Meet of the Month in Walt Disney World before playing more of your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. In this week's Walt Disney World news, the Disney theme parks are continuing on their move towards embracing the fans through social media, and they launched the new, official Disney Parks blog last week at DisneyParks.com slash blog. The blog is going to be the official source for information about the parks, and they've already begun posting some amazing exclusive videos and photographs as well as in-depth coverage of events at the Disney parks in the United States, specifically at this time. The blog is managed by the in-house public relations team, along with cast members from parks around the United States. Now, one thing that was interesting and welcome was that moderated reader comments are allowed, giving fans the opportunity to express their opinions 
in response to the posts as long as they are clean and on topic. Again, that link, and I'll put it in the show notes, is DisneyParks.com slash blog. And while getting to the parks is half the fun, Disney last week formally backed a bullet train proposal as they gave support to the state of Florida when it officially applied for federal funds to begin building a high-speed rail link between Tampa and Orlando. And the park is offering 50 acres of land, valued at about $25 million, to build a station on or near the state's signature theme park, Walt Disney World. Florida has applied for $2.5 billion in fast-tracked federal funds to install 120-mile-per-hour trains in the grassy Interstate I-4 median. The trains would run from Tampa to the Orlando International Airport with stops in Lakeland, Walt Disney World, and at the Orlando Orange County Convention Center. Now, if the plan is approved, it's estimated that trains could be running within five years, and they also estimate that rider fares would be around $20 each way per person. Speaking of trains, let's go from the super fast to the super slow, just the way we like it. As the TTA, or Wedway People Mover, reopened last week, despite the fact that Space Mountain is still undergoing its refurbishment and there's a lot of demolition and construction still going on in Tomorrowland. Relatively unchanged when it opened, save for some new lighting in the evenings, on Saturday, October 3rd, a new narration was introduced, replacing the recognizable and for many people beloved overhead description. Now, while I have yet to hear the narration firsthand, I am hearing from listeners that the narration is completely different with a completely new voiceover performer and new storyline. I do hope to catch it in the next week or two, but I'm going to wait until everything is done in Tomorrowland before giving it a final review. Disney Parks announced a new program that celebrates the spirit of volunteer service with a simple proposition. Give a day, get a Disney day and Disney is hoping to inspire families to volunteer in their communities in 2010 through this new program. One million people who perform volunteer service for a participating organization are going to receive a free one-day admission ticket to a Walt Disney World or Disneyland Resort theme park. The program kicks off January 1st, 2010, and you can learn more over at DisneyParks.com. I'll also put a link in the show notes to a great website featuring the Muppets, which tells you a lot about what's coming. Jay Rizzullo, chairman of the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts, said, quote, In 2010, we want to recognize and add one more reason for celebration, the contributions people make to their communities every day. We want to inspire one million, million volunteers, people who will invest time and energy to make their own communities and neighborhoods a better place. Now, I think the program is not meant to force or to bribe guests into doing service, but instead to reward them. And as Bob Iger, president and CEO of the Walt Disney Company, said, quote, the program is going to honor guests who are making positive contributions to their communities. Again, for more information, I'll link in the show notes over to DisneyParks.com. But Disney is finding other ways to make it easier and more affordable for guests to visit the parks coming up. Because in the wake of the recent free dining offer, 
the buy four, get three free promotion is returning once again with a bit of a change. Now, if you stay at a moderate or deluxe or a villa resort, if you buy four nights, you get three free. If you stay at a valued resort, if you book a five-night Walt Disney World Magic Your Way package with a minimum six-day park ticket, you get two more nights for free. So depending on where you stay, it's buy four, get three, or buy five, get two free. The offer is valid for most travel nights for nearly five months, starting in November 1st, going through March 27th, with some blackout dates around Thanksgiving and Christmas. You do need to book by uh, December 20th, 2009. For more information, you can visit your travel agent or DisneyWorld.com. And finally, if you're a fan of Toy Story, there's a lot going on. From Toy Story Midway Mania still being so very popular in the parks, to now the home game on the Wii, you can also get the application on your iPhone, to the released last weekend of Toy Story 1 and 2 as a 3D double feature. And from what I'm hearing from listeners... It is absolutely amazing. You have to not only go see them, but stay for the intermission between the two. It will be playing in Disney Digital 3D for two weeks, but if you can't get out to the movies, you can also get it at home and on your cell phone with new online and mobile games. So if you go to Disney.go.com slash Toy Story slash games, again, I'll put that link in the show notes. You can get them on your cell phone. You can get them on your computer. Lots of stuff going on there. That's going to do it for this week's news. To talk about anything you've heard, visit the forums over at wdwradio.com. Or if you have any news that you want to share, you can email me at lou at wdwradio.com. so often, the planets just seem to line up just right, and everything works out just the way it should. And last week was one of those weekends, as Food and Wine Festival in Epcot lined up with the Everest Challenge right after a very special event took place. And thanks to just a wee little bit of help from our friends over at Mouse Fan Travel, we were able to open up the doors to one of Walt Disney World's most beloved and treasured venues, the Adventurers Club. And the entire weekend was a time to make new friends and visit with old ones, enjoy some of the very best that Walt Disney World has to offer at an amazing time of year. So to help share these experiences with those of you that couldn't join us and may even be thinking about trying one or more of them out in the future... I've brought along some participants to discuss what the events and the weekend was like for them. And joining me this week um, are those people who were able to recover from the food coma that they had at Food & Wine. Some old faces, some new ones, and uh, in no particular order other than ladies first, we'll start off. We have Becky Mankin from Mouse Fan Travel. Lori, I still want to be co-host for the day forever from wewantstheredhead.blogspot.com. <laughs> Valerie Drew, former last year walk around the promenade 
and her lovely husband and my my dining friend Steve, Ashley, Ray Fisher, uh, girls, girls. Oh, sitting to my left once again. Is this two weeks in a row for you? No. Well, two out of three weeks anyway. Back by popular demand, that being her own, Deanna Mangello, and last, <laughs> certainly, certainly not least, um, my good friend and singing buddy, even though he sang and I didn't, <laughs> Glenn Whalen. So everybody collectively, welcome and welcome back to the show. Oh, thank you, Lucha. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> Great to be nice here. To be back. Oh, so wonderful. This is going to be interesting. This is going to be interesting tonight. Um, Fortunately, there are no congalooshes. But uh, you sure about that? Yeah. At least not on this side. Not down here in Florida. But um, you know, we could very easily talk about each one of these events: the Adventurers Club, Food and Wine, and the Everest Challenge, really as their own show. But I wanted to sort of recap the whole weekend, and let's sort of start off. You know, that Thursday night with the Adventures Club event, and uh, this is something, just to preface, that I was really, really excited about for a long, long time. I wanted to do something very special um, for and with the listeners and the readers, but I knew that it had to be something that was different. And I've always loved the Adventures Club, like many people, was sad to see when it closed down. And I always kind of knew in the back of my mind I'd, I'd love to do something there. So when the amazing opportunity came to be um, to have it on what we found out was going to be the very final weekend that it would ever be available, um, we had to just jump on it. And again, Becky was working with you and your team for really months and months, although the, the real details came together in the last few days. But I mean, talk about, again, one of those unique opportunities um, to have it. And I think the fact that it was the last couple of days made it even more special. Oh, absolutely. That that entire few months, like you said, it was almost a year, believe it or not, that we started uh, discussing doing the event t- to begin with. And it was so exciting, the run-up to it, knowing what we could do and knowing that the actors were going to come back. And um, in those last few days, it, it, it was too short. That was my problem. The moment it started, it feels like it, it ended within minutes. But we had a good, what, three and a half hours in there total? It was a blur. It was and an absolute blur. Yeah, it was incredible. And, and I have to say, you know, thank you so much to to the great talent that was uh, that was there. The, the characters were amazing. They put on a wonderful show for us. And I think they were as excited, if not more excited, than we were to be there. Absolutely. And the one thing, even before we talk about getting into the event, was leading up to it. You know, one of the things that surprised me was how fast the tickets sold out. And I think that really is a testament <laughs> to the club's popularity and how much people were going to miss that it was gone. And as a quick aside, uh, you know, I keep telling the story. I got the day after I said that it sold out because I was telling people, you know, it's selling out fast. And I think people thought that I was lying to try and sell tickets. The day after it sold out, I got so many, Lou, you are my BFF. Can I come to the Adventures <laughs> Club? Let's, I'll date you. What? And, um, you know, fortunately... We decided to keep it small. We wanted to be very, very intimate. Um, but for all of us that were there that that night, um, was it anybody's first time at the Adventures Club? And if so, what was it about the event that made you want to go? It was it our was. first time. Yeah, me too, me too. 
<laughs> Val and Steve first, and then Ashley. Okay. okay. Well, it was our first time, and I had always heard about it. We never got an opportunity to go to the Adventurers Club because we were normally there with our children, and we were unaware of all of the um, babysitting opportunities that I've found out about from you and Le- you and Deanna. But um, it was something that I had been led to believe was a wonderful experience, and it was it was just so great. We got to sit through both li- library shows, and the reaction of the cast, and their the way that they felt about us as as uh, as fans being there for them, it was just an amazing experience. I, I have to Steve? agree. Yeah, and also there was a dinner beforehand, and it wasn't about the food, but the food was a nice compliment for the evening. It really not uh, <laughs> a nice evening. Steve, you didn't think that I would have an event without food, did you? <laughs> no, I, I knew you'd come through. <laughs> and Ashley, you were never there before, correct? No. Because due to my young age, I actually didn't get to experience any of Pleasure Island before it closed. So I remember once standing in front of the Adventurers Club thinking, oh, I can get in there, but really having no idea what was inside. So actually getting the chance to go and enjoy it, I mean, it was awesome. I'll have to agree with Valerie saying that just the cast... um, the reaction at the end saying how much of a treat it was and everything was kind of made it all worth it. Yeah. And for those of us that have been there before, Deanna, Lori, Glenn, it was a very different type of experience. I know Glenn, you and I got there early and one of the amazing things for us was just being there, like in, being in the right. empty club again, we kind of looked at each other and were like, man, this is so cool. <laughs> just yeah, exactly. being able to walk around without 700 people crammed in there on a Saturday night. Yeah, it wasn't my first time ever being in there, but it was my first time not getting thrown out. <laughs> That's a separate so, show altogether. Oh, okay. So. All right. But, yes, we did have a, a good a good 45 minutes with just nobody in there able to take pictures. And it was really exciting walking in, and it really was exactly how, it, you know, I was scared there were going to be things missing and uh, stuff that had gone away. But everything was intact, and the... When all the performers were there, every single one of them, it just seemed like we had this incredible event just for our small little group. Yeah, and you saw as people were coming in the excitement on their faces as they came right. down the stairs. Uh, you know, and other than Steve, everybody else kind of bypassed the food right away because they were just sort of <laughs> in awe looking around. So, so Lori, for example, this was your t- first time back in the club since it closed. What was it like for you sort of getting back in there again? Um, it was really cool. I, mean, I think the best part, though, was, like, surprising you because somebody didn't know I was coming. I didn't. I didn't. That was a uh, one of many surprises that I got that evening. Um, thank you, <laughs> Becky. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll get to that um, a, a little bit later. But, yeah, we'll speak, yeah, not, of, was, we'll speak um, not of Babylonia. So. I don't think I really realized how much I was going to miss the club. It wasn't something I did every time we were down. Actually, last year, the last weekend it was open was actually the first time I had been back since my honeymoon. But something about that night, it was like, it just hit you like, wow, this is it. And no wonder I didn't want to leave and held on to Zeus's legs for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, everybody that came in had a smile on their face. Everybody that left had a bigger smile on their face. 
And it worked out really well because the way we did it was we had two seatings. We had a Pamelia seating and a Hathaway seating, which really kind of gave people even more so of an intimate feeling, um, have a much better flow while one group ate, the other group saw the show. And again, one of the surprises for me were the characters. You know, I wasn't sure. I said, okay, are we, are we going to get sort of a watered-down version of what the Adventures Club used to be? Are we going to get sort of the third understudy of Hathaway Brown and some <laughs> other random character? But much to my pleasant surprise, we had everybody. I mean, we had the main characters in there who were interacting and performing and doing all the shows that we know and love with a little more personalization thrown in. And I think that for me and for a lot of people really sort of made the event even more special. And again, it happened being our first time. I didn't really know exactly what to expect, but the performers, not only were they spot on as far as their comedy, but they really made you feel at home. So you didn't feel awkward whenever you know, Sweet Pea came up and told my husband that, or told me that she was my husband's first wife. I mean, you know, you, it, you just went with the joke. I mean, it was just so much fun. And, 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 there with us you know there was no liquor there everybody there was just was just intoxicated with the comedy and the the group and the whole feeling of the thing and i have to i have to hand it to you and becky that you kept it as small as it was because it was a perfect size crowd yeah and i'm happy you mentioned the fact that you know we decided yeah. not to have liquor there did not want it to be that kind of event and it wasn't necessary. Nobody looked for it. Nobody missed it. No. Um, the the atmosphere, the people, the desserts, Steve, were, like you said, intoxicating enough. And I, and I think that's a, a great way to to, um, to describe it. And um, and as the night went on and people got more comfortable and were having a, a, a better time, um, everywhere I looked, you know, it was important for me that everybody was having a good time. And everywhere I looked, everybody was smiling. People were making friends. They were interacting with the characters. Um the characters were interacting with us. Glenn, I've got to take it aside and say, my friend, you are a trooper. Um, if anybody wants to go ahead and tell the story of Babylonia, please feel free. Okay, so I will. So we're in the... Um, I missed it. I was getting dessert. Okay, well, so after the second... And this, and, and this is important, too. After the second library show, um, which was... A lot of fun, and it really was going to be that final hoopla. Remember, we had the club on Thursday night. There was another event on Friday night. Disney executives supposedly had it on Saturday, and that was it. That was the end of the Adventurers Club. Um, and the cast members not so subtly hinted to that fact, not so subtly hinted to the fact that <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> Hong Kong might be the place to go to see if you want to visit some of the artifacts again. But they asked if they could come out into the lobby for a little while longer because they were having such a good time. And um, much to Glenn and Maya's dismay, Babylonia put on quite a show and, um, and called us up and called us out. And Glenn, for singing as you did and taking the focus <laughs> off of me and my bad dancing, thank you, sir. I am forever indebted. <laughs> but it, it does live pleasure. on film. It, it, it does live in various, um, on cameras and film. I think there was a couple of video cams around. So a couple? I'm, I'm a sure couple? there'll be a... I turned around, there was nothing but red and orange lights for red, <laughs> you know, video cameras and, uh, and, and pictures being taken. So, uh, yeah, I might have seen anything on YouTube yet. 
somehow they just knew enough information to be dangerous. Yeah. wonder how. <laughs> Interesting. I have I no idea how that could have happened. <laughs> But it was great. I mean, it was so much fun. And, you know, look, I, I certainly don't mind um, a little or a lot of humor at my expense. Um, so, uh, but the thing that I liked too, when it was all said and done and when it was time for the characters to leave, um, a few of them who got on the mic couldn't finish. Um, you saw that they were tearing up. I mean, there were genuine uh, emotions going on. And I think the fact that they were performing probably for the last time or one of the last times for groups of Disney enthusiasts and Disney fans who wanted to be there, not because it was a corporate buyout and that's where their company party was, but because we love the Adventures Club. We love and we know these characters. I think it meant a lot to them. So I was happy for them in that regard, that they were able to do this at least one more time for people that really appreciated it. It really did make the event magical, I think, on both sides. So, and also, yeah, it's a memory that I'm going to have for a long, long time. It was a great way to to end the my memories of and, the Adventures Club. And the other thing too is is that they put the shows on in each separate room after they did the one after they did the one sh- you know the two seatings. They also did the mask show twice and, and the treasure they did room. the treasure room twice. And it was amazing because I never had the opportunity to. Number one, see either of the shows, and number two, um, see either of the shows that were in those separate rooms. So that was just—it was great, and they were hysterical. The masks when we were in there were just <laughs> hysterical. So, so for people who hadn't seen it before, um, like an Ashley, and then then Val and Steve, <laughs> was it what did it live up to what your expectations was? Is it what you thought? Because it's always hard to describe for people what the Adventures Club is, but I think we got very much a representative evening of what it was like when the club was, was open. Um, did it meet your expectations? Was it different? And most of all, did you enjoy it? I it thought that expectation. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh. I was going to say the same thing, that it went way past my expectations, just from what I had heard you describe it as. I mean, I understood a lot of the story, which helped when I went in there. But as far as watching it and just the different improv and everything. It's just something I really enjoy. So getting to see them just be so involved and just really engrossed in what they were doing, I thought it was awesome. I mean, it was great. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. it, uh, I felt kind of bad that we never got to see it uh, over the years. Knowing the background, like like Ashley said, um, gave me a little bit of a hint of what it was going to all all be about. But it was... So much better than what I ever expected. It was so much fun. And then just really getting to meet and greet and know all the people that came to be a part of it. Um, I know that, you know, you hear what it, how important it was to just the people that are on right now. But each and every one of those people had their own stories like that. Uh, as a matter of fact, Lou, didn't we auction off a set of tickets to the, to the event at Magic Meet? We did. We did, actually. Um, and that's a great point because that person came up to me and was so very appreciative. And, and like many people, they came up thanking me and thanking Becky and Mouse Fan because they said, thank you for giving us a chance to come back here. And I was like, no, thank you for not making me be here by myself and footing the cost <laughs> of all the tickets. <laughs> but they were so and, – and, and I thank 
everybody that came. Um, it, 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 you made for such a great time for all of us. It was a memory that, that will, I will carry with me forever. Um, and some people came from overseas just for this. They came oh. from the UK just for the event. Right. Because they want right, and I didn't realize that. Right, um, yeah. One of one of the gals um, was over in the UK, and she was actually on the wait list. We had after it sold out in that seventy-two hour time period that it went, you know, like that. Um, she got on the wait list, and we started. We had some spaces open up with some people who had to cancel, and um, I sent her an email and said, you know, hey, we got a spot. Do you want it? She says, I'm in the UK. I'll, let me see if I can get a flight, <laughs> and came over specifically for that. That was incredible. Yeah, oh, wow. people traveled from literally far and wide to be there, and it goes to show how much um, the club meant to them. So I thank them for coming. I, of course, seriously, Becky, uh, this all came together thanks to your efforts and your team's efforts and working so hard with Disney special events. And, you know, if anybody from the Adventures Club is listening, know how much we all very, very much appreciate what you guys have done through the years and did for us that night. So I, I yeah. extend my thanks to all of you. And Lou, right back at you, you and, and the listeners and the people who attended, because for me, it's all about throwing a really great party. So <laughs> anytime we can do that, it's a great thing. And it takes all of you guys you know, to, to come forward with your credit cards and saying, yeah, I want to go too. So thanks. Exactly. Exactly. So, and, uh, and there are... A lot of people took videos. Actually, somebody in the forums posted a link to like 12 videos that he put up. His name is Jackson, and I will, uh, I'll link to them in this week's show notes at WDW Radio so you can see a lot of what was going on with the shows and with the characters and that final hoopla. And, uh, and thanks to him and everybody else who's been posting videos up online. Please keep doing it if you have more on Facebook or in the forums so we can share them with those people who, who were there and couldn't be there. And we also got a limited edition backpack at the giveaway, <laughs> yes. which, which was clutch because who knew that we were getting a goodie bag? Well, everybody had to have a takeaway, something to remember it by. So, hey, that was a perfect opportunity. It was great. And you know what? Maybe we'll give one of those very limited edition backpacks away on this week's show. Ooh. Filled with Ooh. surprises and goodies. Ooh. Ah. Why are you looking at me like Deanna? Uh, Deanna's Dia- uh, looking at me like, hey, I want one. I'm like, you have one already. So. <laughs> I put mine on eBay. Nice. Real nice. No sentimental value whatsoever. So, I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know, believe it or not, as great as that was, that was just kind of the warm-up for, um, for something I've really had m- marked on my calendar for a long, long time. And, and I do every year. And that's the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. And I can, can you hear Glenn and Steve smiling from, from, oh, yeah. from Pennsylvania and Florida? Yeah, we, uh, we did this last year. We sort of did an impromptu walk slash graze around the promenade. I know Val and Steve, you were there. And we recorded it. And I said, let's just record it and do some audio. And I played it for the show. And so many people emailed me and said, oh, God, if you do that again, I want to be uh, – I want to be part of it. And so we said, all right, let's just give it a shot. And we decided to do it on, uh, on Friday evening and uh, had a group that, that quickly swelled, as it were, to uh, I think at one point was more than 40 or so people, which was interesting as we were wandering from, uh, from kiosk to kiosk. Um, we did hit all 27 for the most part. At least we passed by all 27 kiosks. And uh, rather than do a kiosk by kiosk, 
You have to thank Lisa. I'm going to. I'm going to ask my kiosk. <laughs> uh, food item by food item, because we'll be here for like six hours, because we tried to do it on video. Uh, we're going to talk about the event as a whole. We're going to talk about walking around as a whole. Uh, I will tell you that I am going to post two videos that I do. We did take video of it, and uh, we were able to pare down the video, so I have a two-part video that we'll post for our walk around around food and wine that I will put again in this week's show notes. But yeah, quick... Um, Quick thanks to a listener named Elisa who made this small rectangular spiral-bound book, which looks like it was something you could buy in one of the Epcot kiosks, and and hopefully someday for her sake they Maybe. will. Yeah, because they are. Uh, it's amazing, and they she had country by country with the number with the flag each kiosk, and on the back it had all of the menu items on there with the little sausage and descriptions and the beer and wine pairings, and a star-based rating system. So as we walked around, rather than trying to scribble on our maps, we had this guidebook, and she gave a, a bunch of them out. So big, big thanks to her. Um, I'll try and put a picture of one of these in the show notes, or if anybody has a picture of it, can put it up there. These were awesome. And the people in Disney, uh, yes, Ashley, thanks to Those you people. going up to everybody with a cast, with a cast member <laughs> name tag on, were very, very <laughs> impressed with this, uh, as were we. <laughs> it was a wonderful, wonderful addition to our walk around the world. Yeah, yeah thanks, Elise. I have mine in my hand right now. I never leave anywhere without it. <laughs> I sleep with mine. Steve, I sleep with my book. <laughs> I'm to bring it back for, next, for uh, Tower Care Weekend. Exactly. So, oh, yeah. yeah, we, yeah uh, there we go. We, uh, we had a blast. I mean, we had an absolute blast starting in Puerto Rico and wandering our way counterclockwise, um, tasting all the different types of foods, trying some of the different drinks, and I'll tell you, it's, um, it's tough trying to conquer the entire promenade and every single kiosk in one evening. Um, but we did it. We, did, we, we skipped a couple here and there. And, and my apologies to the, to the motherland of Italy and somebody's motherland of Germany because we had to skip those because we were just getting um, way too full. But what I wanted to do, guys, is talk about some of the highlights. And one of the things that we noticed right off the bat was something that I didn't notice last year, and I don't know if this is something that was done intentionally, but as we were walking by the kiosk, starting with the very first one, you could definitely get a sense of the aromas that were wafting out onto the promenade, really leading you over to each of the kiosks. Did all of you sort of get, and, and I know it's tough with such a big round table, I can't point to anybody, did all of you sort of get that same sense and that added sensory experience? Yeah, this year is the f- yeah. yeah. This is the first year they're actually cooking in the kiosk. That's why. Okay. That's so all the foods prepared in each individual kiosk, or there's some preparation backstage, and then they they finish the cooking in the kiosk themselves. Yeah, um, the preparation, like in the morning, is done in some of the restaurant kitchens. Just getting the different stock, but as far as they actually this year have all of the equipment in the kiosk in order to cook those specific items. Wow. And well, they didn't do that before? No, but it, the purpose was so that when you're on the promenade and walking past the pavilions that you will feel immersed in all of like the aromas and really feel like you're experiencing those countries and get them to the kiosk. I think it definitely worked. I think it definitely worked. It worked. Glenn, you listen. This this is right up your alley when we start talking about food because <laughs> my stomach's you, growling again. <laughs> you know, I'm starving. <laughs> um, 
did you sort of get that same sense? Because I know you, you go to food and wine like every day. Oh, yeah. Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, actually, I did notice that as well, that this is the first time I was able to start smelling it as I was walking around. And I guess what Ashley was saying does make sense. I wasn't really aware of that. That's cool. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and as we walked around, we noticed a number of classic highlights that you get every year and again, sort of are uh, brought out as it were, from the restaurants inside. So things like the cheddar cheese soup from Canada, a, a, a staple of La Cellier, even though it was 109 degrees with 200% humidity, eating a bowl of piping hot soup just seemed so right and so good. Same thing with the gumbo and the, and the etouffee over in America. Um, you forget about the fact that it's so hot when you're eating something that tastes so, so good. Yeah, it's your duty pretty much to have that when you go by those <laughs> So, and you know what? You know what, too, I noticed, which was funny, was even though we had such a large group at certain points, the checkout system was very, very fast. People were getting their food much faster, I thought, than they were last year. I think the gift card on the wristband that a lot of people were using was a big help. But whatever they did to improve genius. from last year definitely worked. Deanna was in love with that. That little gift card was genius. It, it totally took away having to juggle everything, and you, they could just swipe that little gift card. That was awesome. They were better organized this year. We went the same exact time last year, the first uh, day, and there was a lot of chaos, a lot of training. A lot of the uh, checkout was, the ordering was slow, but this year everything went real smooth. I think just like cooking the stuff in the, the pavilions, they were also printing money in each pavilion, too. <laughs> Whatever worked, whatever, whatever worked, worked. Because it, it, it definitely did work. So let's, um, let's talk about some of maybe our favorites and some of the highlights. And I know that as we wrapped up that evening, or even as we went along, um, there were a couple that as we hit those kiosks, we knew these were highlights. And the very first one that comes to mind was Cork, Ireland, because we <laughs> ordered at least one of everything on the menu and across the board, everybody that had one of each or a taste of each, because you guys were vultures and some of us didn't even get anything, uh, <laughs> they were five stars. And that was the lobster and scallop fisherman's pie, the chocolate lava cake. The cheese selection was almost an afterthought because the other two were so good. And washing that down with a sweet and tasty Guinness, uh, you could, you could oh, that make that good. a meal. That was good. That was so good. That was I, awesome. So good. I'm hungry now. Me too. <laughs> I know what I'm getting in a couple weeks, Steve. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, lobster, the lobster and scallop fisherman's pie was a nice portion. That, that was delicious enough. But then the uh, lava cake. And when you think of Ireland, you think of lava cake. <laughs> I do now. I definitely do now. Yeah. I didn't know that, Steve. <laughs> now I think, right, exactly. This is what I think of now. But, uh, yeah, that lobster and scallop was a big portion. It was like five fifty. definitely worth the money because it wasn't. Uh, it, it was there were big chunks of lobster and it was just so flavorful and and really that bold taste that we were looking for from some of the countries and I think that's what we were we found out as we were going through that that's what we wanted we wanted some of those like Chef Yens said he wanted to do was give you those traditional bold exciting different flavors from each of the countries and I think we got that and I know another kiosk that was new this year that I really enjoyed and I definitely got that sense from was over in uh, Bangkok, Thailand. And I think, again, that they had the, um, there was the, the soup there. There was the, 
God, I don't remember what kind of soup. It was the chicken and coconut Mealy. soup. No, the mealy soup was from Africa. South Africa. This was the chicken and coconut soup. Again, eating hot soup, but it was that sort of zippy and, and zesty and flavorful kind of thing. Is that what you guys, when you go to food and wine, is that what you're looking for? Are you looking for something to sort of tempt your palate with a different sort of flavor and maybe learn a little bit more about the country along the way? Yeah. And that's the exciting part. When you go up to the kiosk, you have no idea what some of these foods are going to taste like, and that's what makes it so much fun. I agree. So when you walk by one of the kiosks, and, and I'll ask you, Lori, because I know you've been a couple of times, are you, do you look at something on the menu and be like, ooh, I've never had that before. Let me stick with something safe. Or do you say, hey, I'm going to give you know, the shrimp stew in Brazil a try? Um, it's kind of a mix. It just depends. Like last year when I was there, I decided I was going to go and try escargot, and, and I did that. and Been there, done that, not going to do it again. But this year, it was almost a little different. That Yeah, I wanted to see things, try different things. I've seen them been on a seafood kick. I think if there was seafood anywhere, I tried it. But it was all good, except for one thing in France. What was the thing, <laughs> what was the thing in France? Were you, you were not a fan of the escargot? Um, I was not a fan of the milk chocolate creme brulee. Right, Becky? Oh, absolutely. The, the, the jello pudding is what it was. <laughs> It was like jello pudding with an, a, a, not what I expected. I was hoping for a real rich, wonderful creme brulee. And for someone, chocolate I love chocolate. Yeah, I love chocolate. I love creme brulee. That was just a letdown. Great. So now any chance I had of signing Jello on as a sponsor went right out the window. <laughs> Thank you so much. Did Paris redeem themselves on the Cabernet short ribs? That was oh. excellent. And hidden now, surprise. Exactly. It was a hidden surprise because you expected to get this big short rib. And what you got was, <clears throat> excuse me, a small plate of mashed potatoes. P- mashed potatoes with like rib meat. Blue, didn't we even say to them, where's the rib? Yeah. Exactly. And somebody said, oh, thank God you where's guys ordered that because I'm not going to order it. And everybody was like, oh, my God, this is like. Northeast comfort food. That's how they described it and raved over. I mean, Glenn, I think, literally licked the plate clean. Or Steve, somebody was licking the plate clean at one point. You could taste the Cabernet, but uh, yeah, it was very tender meat. It was delicious. It was delicious. I could go for that right now. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm getting some of that in a couple weeks, too. Yeah, me too. I didn't try it. Yeah. Yeah, and this, you know, this will go to when we start talking about the tips. You cannot and should not do what we tried to do, which was commando style, hit all 27 kiosks in a four or five hour period because you get full and you can't do it and you run out of time. And it's almost not fair to some of the later pavilions because you're not as hungry and you've tasted so many different things on the palate that it almost maybe lessens the experience in some of the later kiosks. Um, That's why we need to have another day that we go back and we start on the, from the other side. And work or from American Adventure, I think is where I started going downhill, hitting yeah. a wall. That's where, yeah, that's where it seems everybody started not liking what they were eating. Or lightweights. They, yeah, I think, Steve, right. are you, come, lightweights, come on. This tastes like mud. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah, that was delicious. We're all going to be there like, two weeks. We'll just pick up where we left off. Exactly. Well, I, that's when I got there, and the sushi was gone. 
Well, and, I, and that's why all I wanted to taste was the sushi, and then Lou was like, Becky ate it all. "Well, Becky ate all the sushi." No, wait a second here. She did not. She was. She was. She went and bought the sushi. No, wait a minute. Let's be. And then, hold and on. Then she came Before back. we start playing martyr, oh, I didn't get any sushi because you were online at the hops and barley stand, yeah, and you could only carry beer nine beer beers at once. Oh, that's true. I was <laughs> so. getting the beer samples. <clears throat> I seem to remember having one piece of sushi, which I won't be doing that again. So, Deanna, next time I'll grab it and I'll hand it to you. you I promise. You got it, babe. It's well, a deal. you guys, again, please, Glenn, help me out here. Amateur hour, because the sushi, <laughs> I thought the sushi in Japan, especially that little tuna surprise, I thought it was awesome. That, yeah, oh, no, tuna sensation. Tuna sensation with was the avocado, okay. and there was like a vinaigrette dressing. Yeah, in like it. in it a little delicious. cocktail cup. Ugh. It was delicious. This is. This I didn't is, get any DNA at all. I did. <laughs> 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 and now I will say, another, and I know that this sort of contradicts what I just said. As we did approach one of the final pavilions, um, again, because we were going counterclockwise, the third one in, if you went clockwise from Future World, was Buenos Aires, Argentina. And again, too, the beef empanada and the grilled beef skewer got five stars across the board. Because I think at that point, those were some of the, not overpowering, but those very bold sort of traditional flavors. And there were people who have spent time in Argentina said, yes, this was very representative of the country. Um, we gave big kudos to Argentina as well for both of those items. Wasn't it like at midnight and we started to get the munchies again now? So that's why I like <laughs> Yeah, both of those items had a lot of flavor that some of the countries before were missing. So Yeah, that was yeah we had surprise. gone through some disappointing countries, and we almost felt that everybody had hit the wall as far as, you know, tasting all these different things. Maybe we were all getting too full. And then yeah. when we hit them and everything we got from there was right on the spot, we realized... We hadn't lost our touch. Well, yeah. China was kind of a disappointment, right. I recall. That chicken rumquid didn't have much flavor, and the uh, those pancakes were kind of bland. Oh, the pancakes, definitely. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's what it was. And, and again, to be fair, it's the fact that we were looking for those kind of things, and not every kiosk delivered the experience that we were hoping for. So, like China, I was looking for something very, very different. And granted, the, the, the dumplings were wonderful, but with some of the other items... I would have liked to have been excited a little bit more by what we were tasting there. Steve, I well, the Millie soup was great in uh, Cape Town. It had the crab meat, yeah. but the trick was they drizzled chili oil on top, oh. so the first person shouldn't just take the first spoon off the top. <laughs> <when> they... <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Thanks for... Not that we're pointing any fingers. Thanks for telling me that now, okay? <laughs> after, after the fact. Oh, gosh. Yeah, but the, the other thing that I liked, too, was there was something for everybody. So if you did want to try something that was a little bit more exotic um, or if you wanted something that was a little safer, there was something for everybody. And again, I think we all wanted to be, we wanted to be tempted. Other people might not, not want to be so as much and, and might want to go with some of the more traditional items. But uh, a lot of the things too, I thought, were, I thought all the food was very, very fresh. I remember the... Uh, the green papaya salad that we had, in, go again, going back to Thailand, was phenomenal. It was very light, and it was very fresh, and it was healthy, and it was delicious. And you're right. I'm starving again while we're doing this. Um, <laughs> you know, Lou, right along those lines, you're talking about uh, there are some people that, like me, I have a very uh, delicate uh, appetite, so I don't eat very much. So 
uh, they, they have another <laughs> offering. <laughs> they have another offering there, which is the Eat to the Beat concerts that are happening <laughs> while they're there. And I always go, and I uh, I head over there. Take a bite the of the beat? Uh, well, you get to see Starship was just playing the other night, and uh, Cool and the Gang will be playing on the 12th and 13th. This happens throughout the Food and Wine Festival. John Waite will be there, Taylor Hicks, Billy Ocean. All these concerts are happening in the American Gardens Theater, and it's a great uh, a great way to, uh, t- to top off the evening. And I'm happy you mentioned that. And this, like most things at Food and Wine, except some of the seminars – are free, so the concerts are included with, with the price of admission. Correct. Let's talk quickly about strategies for people, because again, we had a lot of fun going around for five hours, and again, the crowd started to da- die down, the group got a little bit smaller, we got a little bit slower as we walked around, but what about strategies for people that are coming to Food and Wine Festival? How would you recommend they approach it? And again, we haven't even talked about things like the signings and the seminars and the tastings and the wine that you can sample there as well. And the party for the senses. And the party for the senses. Yeah, yeah. let's not talk about that because when we start <laughs> talking about Everest, we'll get to that. We'll get to the party for the senses. But um, anybody, you know, feel free. Are there any sort of tips that you guys have either as a first timer or as a repeat visitor for how, what you would recommend to people who are going to food and wine? It was my first time actually at, at Food and Wine Festival, actually going to each of the kiosks. And the one thing I would say from following you guys doing it commando style is to maybe not try to do it all in one day. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe That's if, you're, if you're there for you know three or four days, do a few of the countries at a time on your way around so that you can actually really enjoy and immerse yourself into the uh, into the country and, and enjoying the food that's there rather than feeling like you have to eat it all or see it all. And, of course, that little gift card. I, I'm such a fan of that little gift card that goes around your wrist. I think those are my, my two biggest tips. The gift card that you can go and pay for in a gift shop and put money on and bring that to the kiosk, it was great. Yeah, the other thing I think, too, that um, that I would recommend would be like anything in Walt Disney World, you need to plan ahead. And I think I, that holds true for food and wine. And to a certain degree, you might benefit from getting one of the books that you can get anywhere in, in Epcot and World Showcase and looking over some of the menu items and say, okay, today let's pick out four or five kiosks that we want to try. And tomorrow we'll come back and we'll hit some of our favorites. Or the third day we'll come back. Let's try and be daring. Let's go for the some, the, the chicken coconut soup that maybe we wouldn't try or... I'm not really a, a you know a Spanish flavor person, but I'll try the beef empanadas and sort of do it, hit it different ways. Hit the classics, hit your favorites, be a little bit daring. And again, it gives you reason to keep going back over and over and over again. And again, the event runs until sometime, I think, in November. Forgive me, I don't have the date in front of me. Now, another thing I know that we all were looking at was the bang for the buck you know, how much food you were getting for the amount you were paying. But I think along that same line, if you aren't, you know, we were hitting it all at once, and and so that seemed to be very important to us. But it also lets you realize that there are some things like the the lobster scallop uh, in Ireland that could be a meal in and of itself. Uh, And then there's other things that are just tastes of things, 
so, you know, depending on what kind of an experience you want to have, if you're going to go there and this is going to be your meal for the day, then, then you, you know, go ahead and go for some of the bigger things and then taste a couple of little things. Or if you just want it as appetizers in the evening after, you know, a long day in the parks and, you know, you've already eaten, but you might want to try a little bit or some of something here or there, then maybe try some of those ones that are just more of, you know, a little taste of something different. The other thing, if you can, uh, if you're at the kiosk, if you could get a peek at the items before you order it. Uh, for example, I have, I've got the Dulce de Leche cookie in chili, and it was... I think two fifty or two seventy five, and it was about the size of a half a Girl Scout cookie. And I was picturing this gooey caramel cookie, so that would be kind of a surprise where you could uh, save some money. And you know, I really missed the man quiche this year, Steve. They didn't have that anywhere. I know I was disappointed. About Weren't you disappointed about that? I was too. Yeah, that was like the buzzword from last year. I think I think this year the buzzword was um, olfactory weenie. But yes. we'll we'll save that. That's actually in the. Um, it's succulent. That's it's succulent. Yeah, a lot of. Uh, succulent. The other thing too is bring a thesaurus because we start running out of words that that are you know um, that mean delicious and yeah, tasty. Yeah, but everyone's not going to be doing a podcast when they go, so you really don't need the the, the the thesaurus. Okay, Lori, do me a favor. Next year, can you bring me a thesaurus? Okay, babe, I'm on it. Thank you. So, um, again, you. Um, you definitely should go and check out the video. Watch us walking around. We we highlight some of the uh, the things we really enjoyed and some of the dishes at Food and Wine. I'll be posting a two part video series in this week's show notes. I'll also be I also posted a third video that I took during Food and Wine. Uh, I had some time and I interviewed Gary Vaynerchuk. He is a he is the internet wine guru, a social media expert. We spent a little bit of time on the promenade talking about approaching the Food and Wine Festival and even Walt Disney World from a wine perspective, um, trying some of the wines, especially for people who are not wine connoisseurs, ways to go about doing that. I'll put, again, all those links um, in the show notes. And again, we'll, we'll touch on Party for the Senses separately because that's a whole other separate event that we should cover in a, in a whole separate podcast and we didn't get to experience because we were running in the rain but that's besides the point. So It was really, really fun. Again, um, so moving on. Um, moving on to Saturday. Saturday was the day of the Everest Challenge. A quick aside, we also had the, uh, the meat of the month that day over at Flame Tree Barbecue. Again, it's always got to be near and around food. Uh, such a great group of people showed up. I look so, so forward to these, meeting new friends and associating names and faces with emails. And again, thanks to people who took time out of their day, out of their weekend, out of their vacation. vacation. People came from Scotland, Australia, and England. uh, And I know a lot of those people vacationed there for like three weeks at a time. But thank you so much for coming by. Uh, You never know who's going to show up. I don't know if any of you who were there realized that the Dream Finder was there. Ron, who was the original (laughs) Dream Finder from Journey to Imagination, was there. Um, and, And three hours later, I mean, we were still sitting there having a great time. So... Uh, thank you all so very much for for coming, um, and I and I did enjoy my cold pulled pork sandwich at the end of the day. Val, see, thank you. You're so, welcome. But uh, the 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 big the, the the hallmark of Saturday night was going to be the second annual Expedition Everest Challenge. Uh, we ran it last year. Uh, this year, I think all of you except for Becky, who was at party for the senses, because. <laughs> 
this is the first and last time I'm going to say this. Saturday night, you were the only one with brains because you went to party the senses and we were running in the monsoon. Um, it was incredible. Somebody had to do it. Somebody had to do it. I had to take one for the team. It rained. It was a deluge. It was a deluge. It's all about for cheering for the people running in yes. the rain. And, and let me just say. I'll tell you what. The people who stayed to cheer us on meant so much to us. You, you don't even know it. I, you cannot imagine how much that meant to me that you all stayed in the rain. To, help, to cheer us on. Absolutely. And just real quick, the Expedition Everest Challenge, the second year that this went on, is sort of like a, um, sort of like a, a mini triathlon because you've got a 5K run through Animal Kingdom at night. You then have an obstacle course in, uh, in the grassy area by the parking lot. And then you go back into the park for a scavenger hunt before you end at the finish line in Dino Land. It's a very cool, very fun event. Again, Animal Kingdom at night, on stage, backstage. Um, a lot more people this year than last year. And from what I understand, the event actually sold out. We saw a lot of familiar faces. All the Disney World moms from this year and last year were there. Uh, it was great until about mile two. And a half. And a half. <clears throat> and, the, and, the, and the drizzling rain a half for you. felt great. Okay. The drizzle, right? The drizzle the was nice. The drizzling rain was great because at that point you're hot and you're sweaty and you need like that cool, refreshing rain. But when it turned into the pelting, you know, stingers <laughs> in your face that you rain. couldn't see in front of you, rain. That was the fun part. That was when the race was on. Now, but look, so when Glenn and Ashley start actually running, rain. <laughs> yeah, there you go. We were passing well, you guys the runners. Were ahead of us. <laughs> the runners gave up, and me and Glenn were sprinting. And then when you saw a canoe pass you, you knew it was time yeah. to, like, <laughs> oh, my God. Because, Val and Steve, you guys ran, too, and there were areas, literally, that were, like, small lakes. And for a little guy like, like me, I could drown in those things. Yeah. This year, they should have told us to bring flippers. Yeah. <laughs> the one area, the puddles were about 10 inches deep and about 50 foot long. And it was, we were laughing, though. At that point, you just had to laugh. Had, exactly. Yeah, I agree. It was such a At blast. At one point, you were trying to avoid the rain. And when, when it finally, when you finally realized that you couldn't get any wetter, then it just became a big joke. Oh, absolutely. Right. You know, so everybody was just laughing and having a good time with it. I agree. And then by the time we got to the obstacles, it wasn't obstacles. It was pretty much a big mud pit. Uh-huh. Yeah. The, which uh, was fun to wade through, too. The rain, I think, like Deanna said, it came at a good time because at one point I'm sitting there and I'm running and I'm like, running is stupid. No, what he am wasn't I, running. I could... He was complaining that he could have been, been at Party at the, the Senses. Right. Okay. That's all I heard from the second we took off until the second we got to the pouring rain, that he cannot believe he could be at this party but, right now. So listen. The next okay, so th- Val, so turn so me down. Val, you had all, to turn me down, didn't Val, you? Val, that's all I heard the whole race. Okay, so the next time you complain that all you get to eat is Pecos Bills, that's because you chose to run. Because it was stupid, <laughs> but okay. it was. It Nobody was, listen, said you had to run. It was. Listen, it was a blast, and uh, they actually called the race at a certain point because it just got to the point where they told people as they finished the five k, don't do the obstacle course. You couldn't do the scavenger hunt because our book fell apart because it was just soaked. Um, we were on the cusp of everything they called, but when we went over the five k and headed into the obstacle course. When we got done with the obstacle course, they started telling the people that were running, you don't have to do obstacles. Yeah, then we go in mud. to the scavenger, 
And when we get done with the scavenger, they start saying, you know what, you don't need to do the scavenger. So we were like right on the cups and cups, cusp, trying to get through this. And every time we got something, we said, well, we got that much done. And they said, the people behind us, eh, you don't have to do it. Meanwhile, I'm texting you to tell you to just, you know, meet us at the van because I was going to pull it up and just be like, beep the horn and be like, come on, guys, we're going to ESPN. Yeah. All I wanted yeah, to do was get something to eat. We thought about that when we were in the obstacle course. Maybe they're, maybe they're in the van now. Yeah. Well, and listen, you know, for those of you like us who didn't get to finish everything, you didn't get to hand in and check your score and, and balance it, if you didn't get to experience the whole, just so you know, your medal looks exactly the same as the guy that came in second. So have no fears about any sort of personal self-worth. You got your medal, and that was always well, important. We did finish. We were soggy, but we did get everything. <laughs> we did right. everything. We did our scavenger. We did everything. So we, we feel very proud of that. Uh, it having been our last. Right. And, and, I, and I have to say that, like you said, I, I want to give huge, huge thanks, not just to the people from Disney and the volunteers who are out there, but people like Lynette and Brian and Ashley and Glenn and Pat and all those people. Listen, I wouldn't have stood out there for you. I mean, I would have. But, and Lori. And, oh, yeah, Lori. And Lori. I, I don't know why I thought you ran. Because we were all soaked and we all looked no, exactly the same the at the I end. Did ran. No, remember? You came looking at me and I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I must really love you because nobody else is standing out in the pouring rain to cheer you on. Yeah, you you guys are awesome. And so. we were the last ones. And when Lori said, "Yay for us," she goes, "Okay, now I'm going to leave. I see yeah. you all. Bye bye." Well, you and know what? Then so, so Lori, and his she wife, didn't have party tickets. That's why she didn't come in. Yeah, and and no. for those of you unfortunately that that left, you missed. And, and Glenn, correct me if I'm wrong. And Steve too. The best part of the evening. I don't know if I was yes, hungry yes. or if it was just <laughs> something, but those are the best appetizers ever at 1130 at the ESPN club on those the boardwalk. Those nachos were to <laughs> die for. Wings, I've never seen appetizers yeah. consume so fast. Yeah, exactly. Ashley, you, you obviously haven't hung out with us enough yeah. to see. You get me, Glenn, and Steve in the same booth. You know, watch your hands and fingers because yeah, exactly. sparks are flying. Keep small children away from these men. Exactly. Yeah. When we were driving away from Animal Kingdom, I was afraid that Lou was going to bite my hand. Oh, my God. I agree. Speak not of my driving through through the uh, through Walt Disney World. Listen, we had to get there before they stopped serving at 11. The one thing, so. the ESPN Club has great food that gets overlooked, I think, a lot of times. I, um, I, I see a future dining review at ESPN Club. The Just as long as the Giants aren't playing. Exactly. Right? <laughs> I, have, uh, I have bad experiences watching Giant games at the ESPN Club. But, um, but other than that, I mean, the, the Everest Challenge, I think Disney does a, a great job with that event. It, it's a lot of fun. It's only a 5K. Definitely something I would recommend to people who say, you know what? I'm not, I'm not quite there yet. I'm not ready to do the half marathon. I'm not ready to do a 13K a 5K, you can walk it. There is no sweeper van. There's nothing to have to worry about. It's at night. It's such a unique experience. It's not a lot of money. There's the after party afterwards, as long as it's not completely rained out. Uh, I, I think one of the best of the endurance series races that Disney puts on. Uh, something you guys would do again next year, or Ashley, somebody who hasn't done it yet, is that something you would look to do next year? To do the adventure, to do Everest? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, while I was watching, originally I did want to run in the race, but 
I got caught up on the idea of the whole partnered aspect of it. But if I had run, I would have been in the first <laughs> wave and probably wouldn't have experienced all of the torrential downpour. Oh, sure, um, yeah. But I really, when I was watching, I really wanted to be in it. So it's definitely something I would probably want to do based on how my next two races go. So, You know, they, they advertise that wrong because it's technically a 10K. Because by the time you do your 5K, you come back out, do your obstacle course, and have to go all the way back into the park from where you pretty much started and go through. So it's almost like doing a 10K, not a 5 through. Yeah, that's true. So keep that in mind. You're not doing three miles. You pretty much have done almost six miles. That's true. By the time you go all the way back out and around again. See, so you can do you can do a thirteen, a ten or a thirteen k, no problem. Then you go yeah. through that maintenance area, and there's a sign that says three miles. But then you go another mile, it seems like, before you get to the finish line. Yeah, a lot of time in the parking lot trying to get, you know, and then getting back into the park. But it, look, it, it's a, it's a great time. Everybody seems like they're having fun. I like the fact that it's not just a race. It's not, you run, you get to the finish line, it's over. Then you've got the obstacle course. Then you have the scavenger hunt, which I really, really enjoy doing, uh, especially at night. I think it adds such a, a unique element to that race. And I think that's why it is uh, one of, if not the best in the endurance series, especially, like I said, if you're not looking to do a full or a half marathon or like Steve, a goofy, which is just plain goofy. crazy. Yeah. So. Well, but. what, what we experienced last year that we didn't really get to experience this year, too, is that the after party in Animal Kingdom at night is just fabulous. The, you know, doing Everest at night and, you know, just the night lighting in Animal Kingdom is so much fun because you don't get to do that very often. And, uh, of course, we didn't because it was pouring down rain this year, but last year's was just wonderful. And I also like the fact that for people who aren't diehard athletes, when you do the scavenger hunt part and even the obstacle po- uh, obstacles, it brings it down to a level that, you know, you don't have to be a top athlete to compete in this, well, well to enjoy it. And, um, you know, we might not have run the race as fast as we could, but then you get in and you're doing your scavenger hunt and you've got these, you know, top runners staring at a door and, you know, outside of Everest going, I don't get it. And we're all going, oh, I understand that. And then we run to the next one, you know. So it kind of <laughs> evens the playing field a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I think um, I think all in all, sort of wrapping things up, it was it was an amazing weekend for so many different reasons. And we talked about just sort of, making that magic with friends. Notice again, too, not one attraction was ridden in all the things that we've done. Um, you know, people who say that Walt Disney World is just about, you know, Dumbo and ra- running from attraction to attraction. These are the kind of things I like to highlight. These special events, these add-on things, these overlooked experiences that you can do. You can do them solo. You can do them with friends. You'll make friends along the way. Uh, really enhancing your, your Walt Disney World experience. And um, if we want to kind of go around the virtual roundtable one by one and maybe sort of talk about, um, you know, wrap it up f- for yourselves, uh, Becky, why don't you go ahead and, and start? Oh, there was so much that weekend. It's so hard to, to wrap it up in a few words. But, of course, 
you know, one last congaloosh to the Adventures Club. That was an amazing party with amazing people, and and something that's going to live for me forever in my in my memory. And I think probably me cheering you guys on from underneath the tent at the party for the senses. You see, as yeah, I, there's as no I reason raised, for that. There's no as I reason for that. My glass. But hey, wait a minute. There was no chocolate there. There was my bummer. But. There was paella, you know, I mean, all kinds of wonderful food as I was sitting there all by myself because all my friends were running. How dare you complain that there was no chocolate <laughs> as we're getting muddy in, in Animal Kingdom? There was no chocolate. I, and hey, I would, I would have paid money to charity for chocolate. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> seriously, seriously, it was a wonderful weekend and, and uh, just wonderful memories and a great time running around. And, and uh, Lori and I, we got to drink green, blue, orange, and red, I do believe. So that was it for me. Can't wait for next year. All right. Well, what about you, Lori, with your green, blue, red drinks? I want to go last. You want to go last? Oh, well, co-host for the day, I guess you're given that option. Um, Okay, Glenn. (laughs) I want to go third from last. I always say that, you know, Disney for me now is the friendships that have forged. Uh, so just spending all that time with everybody for, you know, an extended group of people, uh, including our, our friends, the, the Gazette Girls adventure that was going on down there. And I did also leave the event with a uh, high school musical community towel. So <laughs> oh, nice. Really nice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ashley, since, since I'm not going to give you a choice, you're next. Okay. Well, uh, the whole weekend, everything I did pretty much, it was the first time I got to experience food and wine, see the uh, Everest, and then go to the Adventurers Club. So, I mean, it was awesome all three days to just get the opportunity to experience things that I never got to before with everybody that were the right people to experience it with. It wasn't just about what we did. It was about who was there. There was no stress. It was just a bunch of people that were so excited to be in Walt Disney World right at that time and just so psyched about the things we were doing. So that's what was really cool about everything. Yeah, I I agree with you. And like I said, there were so many people who, like the Adventures Club Creed says, at Food and Wine or at the Meet of the Month or whatever, who came in as strangers and they left as friends. Um, and there were stories that were told of people that had met that day and did some pretty amazing things for and with each other over the weekend. And that very much is a testament to those friendships that are kindled because of, maybe just because of where we are. Um, Deanna, this, this, um, tell us about your sort of wrap up the experience for you. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving her the look. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have to say also thank you to everyone for helping me out with my wonderful two beautiful children because they were lucky enough to come on this trip. They were supposed to be with Grandma and Grandpa, but Grandma and Grandpa had to make a trip to New Jersey. So um, along with me using the wonderful babysitting that Disney um, provides, my children were taken care of in the evening while... I was able to have fun with all of our wonderful friends, and uh, I just want to say it's always good friends, good fun, good food, lots of laughs, lots of laughs, and thanks. I'm happy you mentioned food. 
You, you're lots, safe. Lots, you're safe lots. for another week. Yes. You're not kicked off the island yet. And I think next week I'm going to run my own show about the wrap-up because <laughs> I can tell you a lots of stories, too, that Lou did not include in this evening's. And I'm going to turn Deanna's mic down at this point. Um, Val and Steve, husband-wife couple. I'll let Steve go first this time. Well, it's a great time of year to go down. A lot of people uh, might miss food and wine, but it's something that uh, everyone should try. And and if you can couple it with something else like we did, it just makes it a real full uh, weekend. And uh, really looking forward to next year. I had a wonderful time this year. The Adventures Club event, Becky, I have to give you one more kudo for that. Uh, putting that together for us here at WDW Radio, just a wonderful thing. And meeting new people, Ashley, it, it was a pleasure meeting you and counting you among our friends. Um, the Adventure or the um, Expedition Everest race is something that I don't think any of us will ever forget. It will be stuck in our minds. <laughs> like, like the water inside of our shoes. Uh, and then the food and wine, of course, um, my husband shines there. And I just, you know, he I bow to him for that. <laughs> I, don't know, course, uh, I, I don't know who chose to be next. It's the opportunity to do this, Lou. We really, we really enjoy the, the time that we've had with our friends. Excellent. I, I, I agree. Uh, who's now second to third to last? I, I don't know. <laughs> is, uh, it Lo- is it Lori's turn yet? I'm thinking of Glenn's turn. turn. It is Lori's turn. Glenn's turn? No, I already went. Glenn already went. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was snoozing. Yeah, that's good to hear. <laughs> Too much rum, Lori. <laughs> I'm used to that. It was my second <laughs> favorite answer. It's your turn, Lori. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I thought it was um, yeah, the whole, you know, it was an amazing weekend. Get to go down and hang out with a bunch of friends. And there's not many friends I would, like, go and stand in a monsoon to cheer on. Yeah. But, uh, Aww. yeah. Thank you. I think my shoes are still wet. I know. My but, uh, so we just got to end it, and you guys got to sing with me. You ready? Go ahead. Along, adventures. Come on. Singing. Oh, don't make me sing by myself. <laughs> I sound awful. The Come on, Glenn. Up, Go ahead, Lori. I'll make sure to and insert cricket sounds here. Congaloosh. 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 Good job, Laura. Kudos to you. <laughs> Kudos to you. And I'm announcing my retirement from the Endurance Series at this point. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's talk. Come buddy. So, uh, again, um, uh, again, Becky, big thanks to you and, and all your team, everybody who that you had down there and was helping along the way, setting up the Adventures Club. Um, it was an amazing, amazing event. Um, the only thing that's gonna that could possibly trump it is what's next: um, <laughs> food and wine. Everybody that came to the meet of the month, everybody that came and ran and cheered at uh, at the Everest Challenge. It was an amazing weekend, and I hope, you know, these roundtables are always tough because I, I want to try and convey not just our experiences there, but the experience as a whole and why you should try and come down, whether you're coming down solo or you're coming down with friends or family, why some of these other experiences and special events are so important to really enhancing your Walt Disney World vacation. And if you think that you've done it all and seen it all, these are just a few of the things that you can and should definitely do. Uh, and, and I highly, highly recommend that. So uh, I'm going to throw in a quick contest right here. 
for somebody that's listening and wants to win one of those Adventurers Club limited edition backpacks filled with goodies. Uh, and I might have to take Deanna's, but I promise you'll get one anyway. I'm going to ask you three questions, which are very easy to get. They're not trivia questions. you got to just go and seek out the answers. Answer these three. Email me by next Saturday, October 10th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern with these three answers in order for the Adventures Club backpack. First question, what song did Glenn sing, not only sing, but really lead the rest of the Adventures Club in singing <laughs> with the crowd on Thursday night? Question two, during my interview with Gary Vaynerchuk, what did he say was his favorite attraction? And question three, going back to the video we did from D23, sort of the WDW Radio Fun at the D23 Expo, where did we eat? Because we got to incorporate food somehow. Where did we eat um, that night that there was singing and dancing and Mulan and Cinderella? Oh, I know that. (laughs) (laughs) So again, you have until Saturday at uh, October 10th, 11.59 p.m. Eastern to email your answers to Lou at www.radio.com. I will randomly select one winner to win the Adventures Club backpack filled with goodies. And to all of my friends, Becky, Lori, Steve, Val, Ashley, Glenn, and Deanna, and everybody else who was there at any or all of these events, thank you all so, so very much for joining me tonight and for joining me over the weekend and, again, helping to create those memories that uh, that I know we will take with us for a lifetime. So, guys, thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That's going to do it for this week's show. I hope you enjoyed our roundtable discussion, got a sense of some of the excitement and fun that all these events at Walt Disney World seem to bring and how they bring people together. Speaking of bringing big people together, big thanks go to Deanna, Ashley, Becky, Lori, Val, Steve, and Glenn for joining me on this past weekend and at the roundtable. Big thanks also go specifically to Becky and her team over at Mouse Fan Travel for helping me put together such an amazing event over at the Adventures Club. If you missed this one, don't worry. I'm not done yet, so stay tuned. And if you missed the meet of the month a couple of weeks ago, please come by and say hi later this month in Walt Disney World. You know, I love meeting you guys in the parks. And the next WDW Radio meet of the month is going to be Saturday, October 24th at 11 a.m. at Disney's Hollywood Studios. That is the Tower of Terror 13K weekend, actually the last Tower of Terror weekend, and food and wine is still going on, which is reason enough to go. We're going to meet over at the studios at the Backlot Express next to Star Tours at the upper level outdoor seating area. We can get together, talk, eat if you like, who knows, maybe even hit Star Wars after I get denied once again from participating in the Jedi Training Academy due to my height and probably my age. RSVPs, not necessary, but it's always nice to know who's coming. I'm going to post meet information in the forums and on, on Facebook, so please let us know if you're coming at either or both of those places. Speaking of Facebook, please come by, 
join the WDW Radio Show fan page, friend me up there as well, and follow me on Twitter, and that's twitter.com slash lumangelo. A lot of you have contacted me. Yes, I am still very excited and looking forward to our cruise on the Disney Dream in 2011. More information is coming very, very soon, so stay tuned over the next few weeks for more information. Also on the site, like I said, don't forget I have more new videos. You can find all of my videos uh, on the site at WDW Radio. You can find them in iTunes and on YouTube. And again, if you subscribe to the show, and you should, in iTunes, they'll automatically be downloaded as they are released. And this past week, we released a bunch of new videos, including a lot from D23. And I have a couple more exclusive videos coming in the next couple of weeks. Definitely stay tuned for that. Don't forget, while you're on the site, there you can order signed copies of my Walt Disney World trivia books, my audio guides to Walt Disney World, and you'll also find a link over to Celebrations Magazine, the new print publication put out by me and Tim Foster, really sort of celebrating all the magic of Walt Disney World. And if you want to order back issues, subscribe, or even contribute, you can come over and visit CelebrationsPress.com. Issue 7 is in the mail, so definitely if you're a subscriber, take a look for that soon. Don't forget, if you have any questions that you want answered on the show, send them over to lou at wdwradio.com. And if you want to be heard on the voicemail, you can call toll-free 888-703-2171. Again, don't forget, follow me over on Twitter. I am going to be doing another WDW Radio Live video broadcast with chat. Come on by. Get in the box. It's a lot of fun. I'll be doing it either from the home studio or possibly even from Walt Disney World. I promise I will do one in the next couple of weeks. Uh, thanks, as always, again, to all my partners and sponsors, including Mouse Fan Travel. Also, if you're interested in buying and selling DVC through resale, go and visit Chantel and her team over at DVCbyresale.com. And if you're thinking about maybe trying out a vacation home, All-Star Vacation Homes has more than 150 within five miles of Walt Disney World. They have private pools and spas and kitchens and game rooms, multiple bedrooms, great furnishings, so much more. You can come to the site at WDWRadio.com and get a link over to All-Star Vacation Homes. And as always, my friends, if you like the show, all I ask is that you please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Come by, review the show on iTunes. Join the WDW Radio Show fan page. Come chat with other fans in the forums. And as always, thank you so very much for listening. It really means the world to me. It makes all those 3 a.m. nights not only bearable, but so much more fun. So until next week, I hope you guys have, have a fantastic week this week. And as always, you know to keep moving forward and follow your dream. Have a great week, everybody. See ya. Hi, Lou. Just calling from Ottawa again. Uh, now that I've called once, <laughs> I might as well keep calling. No, um, what I want to call you about is just to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being so inspirational. Um, you set a great example for young kids and older kids like me and uh, just for the world in general to make it a better place and just to know that you can. Um, I am a, I'm a living example of you can, by pursuing your dreams, you can catch them if you really, 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 really want to. So, that's, you know my Disney dream. I love Disney. I want to write about Disney, and my husband wants to be the monorail driver. So that was the phone call just whenever ago. <laughs> Hope you're having a great day. But thanks, Lou, and 
Justin too as well. It's, it's, it's nice to have people around that really inspire others. Thank you, and keep moving forward. <laughs> See ya. Hey, Lou, this is James in Chicago. Oh, my gosh, I love the show, I love the show. I had to say that up front. Um, just wanted to let you know today is uh, Tuesday, the 29th of September. Um, I was in Chicago at the Bethune Elementary School um, and uh, was helping volunteer with the Disney uh, volunteers um, with uh, Southwest Airlines. And we were there to uh, help paint uh, the school and also uh, help uh, plant and uh, create some new um, classroom areas outside the school and help with landscaping. And uh, had no idea what we were in store for, but um, oh my gosh, the, uh, uh, Jay Rizzullo came out and uh, made some announcements about the uh, Give a Day, Get a Disney Day program for 2010. Um, and it was live on Good Morning America. We were so excited. It's cheering. All had Mickey hands. Um, they gave us Mickey ears, lots of keychains, and Mickey Rice Krispie treats. Um, then Mickey and Minnie came out, which just capped off the total uh, announcement at the beginning. And then from there, they announced that we'd be the first recipients of the, uh, the free park admission for 2010. So uh, upon our um, uh, um, finished projects, uh, we got to sign out, and they gave us our card. Um, so it was amazing. We had a great time. Thought you'd like to know. Um, we were there, uh, started in several different cities simultaneously throughout the day. So I was in Chicago, freezing cold as it was, 50 degrees, uh, about 30 mile an hour wind gust, but it was worth it. Uh, we had a great time, and that school is now um, so much better for it. It's been totally redone. In fact, in our school cafeteria as we're painting, um, we got to help a couple of the Disney Imagineers play some hidden Mickeys. So I took a picture of one, um, and the other ones I really can't reveal, but they were so much fun to place. Um, and uh, it was just the most creative and exciting day. So I thought you'd like to know and share it with everyone. So uh, thanks again for everything you do. It's, um, it's been wonderful listening to all the podcasts, and I uh, hope to see you in December. Um, take care. Bye. Hello. Hi, Greg. For New York. Uh, I listen to your show every week. Me and my family love Disney. In fact, we're leaving on October 3rd through the 12th. And stay at the Beach Club. We love the Beach Club six years in a row. And your show is very interesting. Um, I enjoy it as I do my paperwork every week. Every time I go in the office, I put it on. A couple hours I spend in the office a day. Listen to shows. Love the show with the chef. From Epcot, can't wait to get there. We go to Food and Wine every year. Uh, we love the Beach Club. We just love everything about Disney. My kids, who I've been taking for years, who are not kids anymore, 26, 21, and 15, and my wife and myself just love it. Um, all right, first time I ever called. Uh, so I'm just a little nervous. I don't know what to say, but I will call back. So hopefully if you're there, from October 3rd through 11th, maybe I'll bump into you. Have a great day and keep doing what you're doing. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Hi, Lou. This is Paul Lally. I am calling you from the Adventures Club. The Everest Expedition Everest Adventures Club weekend uh, dinner has just concluded. I'm standing on the zebra mezzanine looking down at everyone, including yourself. And I just want to say thank you very much for putting this together. It was absolutely everything I was hoping for and much, much more. I can't thank you enough for putting it all together. It was wonderful. Thank you very much, Lou. Take care. Lou, this is Kevin Quigley, uh, a.k.a. KevBot on the board. Uh, I was at the Adventures Club uh, thing yesterday, and I just have to thank you again. It was such a fun time. Um, so, I, you know, it was my second time ever at the Adventures Club, and I enjoyed every second of it. I'd never seen the mask room. I'd never seen the, tre- uh, the treasure room. 
Um, and so it, it was a, a rare once-in-a-lifetime thing for me. Uh, so thank you so much uh, for, for putting this together with MEI, and uh, I got to meet Justin Michoni for the first time, and that was kind of a thrill. Uh, so thanks again, and I look forward to hearing your show. Bye. Hey, Lou. It's Lauren from East Brunswick, New Jersey, and uh, I was listening in the car to some uh, episodes. I was a little behind, and I wanted to say two things. First, I was listening to episode 136, I believe, and at the end, the voicemails came on, and a guy named Steve called up and was telling everybody to come to the, um, the He's Not So Scary Halloween party and that he's dressed up and his wife and a group of them in Haunted Mansion costumes. I went in 2007 and actually saw them and thought that they were park, um, park characters, and me and my friends were, went crazy for them. We didn't even realize that they weren't working for the parks until we saw the blue wristbands that they were actually guests for the party. So definitely go see them. And I also have to say thanks so much. I was a box person for maybe four hours one afternoon. I couldn't stop watching you guys. I was there when you went to look at the... Uh, Disney Channel stars and the Mickey Mouse food booth, and, you know, that was amazing. Thank you so much for that. I really felt like I was there, and I think I might want to join D23 and go to the Expo next year. So thanks so much for everything, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, Lou. It's Tim Begonia from Mequon, Wisconsin. My wife, my three children, and my sister-in-law, Megan. Say hi, Megan. Hi. We're in the world, and we are riding the TCA. We just came out of uh, Space Mountain, and it looks very interesting. Got some lights on, and it looks very exciting, so we cannot wait. Of course, we won't be back for quite a while, but it'll be old news by the time we get back. But we just, just want to let you know we're having lots of fun. My wife right now is kind of giving me some strange-looking eyes, like, I can't believe you're calling Lou. So we want to make sure that this gets on the, on the radio show, because I'm going to have her say hi to you. Say hi, Colleen. Hi, Lou. We're having a great time. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hi, Lou. Tim Bergonia from Mequon, Wisconsin. Still on the TCA. I forgot to let my daughter, my 11-year-old daughter, just turned 11 a few days ago, uh, say hi to you. So I'm going to have her say hi. Hi, Lou. Hi. All right. We're having a good time. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Hi, Lou. This is Dave from uh, outside Akron, Ohio, home of the Wedway People Mover Speed Ramp. Anyway, I uh, just wanted to share a tip that uh, we're doing with uh, my family as we're getting ready for uh, our trip to Disney World in about a month. Um, kids have been there before, but uh, we're at, as part of the anticipation, I went to our local library, and I found on DVD the uh, History Channel Modern Marvels episode where they do about an hour and a half documentary on behind the scenes at Walt Disney World and uh, boy that was a lot of uh, a lot of neat stuff that they shared uh, it's a little bit dated the uh, Expedition Everest wasn't uh, completed yet but uh, the kids really enjoyed uh, watching uh, some of their favorite attractions uh, behind the scenes didn't really spoil the magic but uh, just sort of added to the uh, anticipation of uh, what was to come so I'd encourage uh, listeners to uh, check your local library. There's also a, a number of uh, tour books that we were able to find that you could uh, check out. Uh, we didn't find your trivia book, but uh, trivia books, but we did find a number of other tour books that uh, we can take a look at. But uh, just a tip for you, 
a tip for your listeners. Have a good week, and I uh, hope to see you uh, when we go down there next month. Bye-bye. Hello, this is Chris in Apex, North Carolina, and this message is in response to episode number 136, the Disney scene investigation of Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress. You asked about theme songs, and, you know, my story's a lot like Lou's. I grew up with Now is the Time. That song is my earliest memory of experiencing that attraction at Walt Disney World. And, you know, the first couple of times I heard Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow, I was a little put off by it. It, it, it wasn't the song I was familiar with. It didn't immediately feel like part of that attraction to me. But the more I heard the song, the more I, I learned some of the history behind both of the songs, and, and as I paid attention to what Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow was telling me, I, I came around. And, and I now believe that Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow is, in fact, a slightly better song. But I think both songs have something to tell me. And I think that they are both two different chapters in the same story. And I'll explain what I mean by that. Now, in the DSI, you know, I heard this argument. And I'm not sure that I'd ever heard it before. That the point of view that says, you know, now is the time to go buy GE appliances. And, and I totally get that. That makes perfect sense to me. I could see where that sort of sentiment would be the kind of thing that you could really get a sponsor behind. And, and so I, I totally see that point of view for the song. But that's really not what the song means to me. Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow tells me that that vision, that hope for the future, is just a dream away. But I think about Horizons, and Horizons told me that if I could dream it, then I could do it. And that is the unifying thread between the two songs, because now is the time. Now is the time to dream. Now is the time to do. Now is the time for me to be part of the change that I want to see in the world. Now is the time tells me that the world is forward marching and that I am in the parade. At least that's how I see it. I have a little more to say about the future of the Carousel of Progress, but I'll do that in another message. See ya. Hey Lou, we just got off the Disney Wonder. Our vacation is over. Disney World and a Disney Wonder cruise. Just want to let you know it went great. Had a lot of fun. We'll be listening to you on the show. See ya. It's a it's a new it's a sensory weenie. It's an yeah. olfactory weenie. There you go.